You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly Martin, and this is episode 84. Now this week, I'm going to talk about love, because this podcast is going out the week of Valentine's Day. And as someone who is single and who has had my fair share of loss and grief over relationships and heartbreak, I felt it was important to talk about the true meaning of love, especially when in relationships and how the absence of the relationship can be so heartbreaking. But it equally holds within it the essence of true love that we can kind of rediscover within ourselves if we move through the grief of loss. And in our own way, we can recognise what is in the significant other that is within us that we may miss and long for. Now, this is not just for single people. It can also be for people who are in a relationship that may be difficult. It can be for people who are in a family relationship that's challenging, or friendships too. It doesn't matter the package that the relationship comes in, only that the desire for love is the key theme here. Now, the past week has been quite challenging for me, some of which I can't go into too much detail about. But I realised something while hugging my best friend Michael, who has been my partner, romantically speaking, in the past. And due to his health issues and his age, he's twice my age, he's 83, uh, I've been feeling a lot of fear, and as some of you may know, it's been about losing him. He's been quite sick since last year. Now, as I hugged him, I wondered, what was it that I felt I was worried about losing? What was the feeling in my heart that felt a yearning? And also this kind of a sorrowful feeling, this sad feeling that I I didn't want to let go of him. And I realised it was a feeling of home. He represented home to me. And when I say home, I don't mean a house with a roof on it. But more a sense of belonging, a sense of acceptance, 
a sense of comfort and care. His energy reminded me of something so deep, so primal within me that I realised I can't keep looking to others for this feeling. I must now find this feeling within myself. Now relationships in all of their forms are great mirrors. What we're looking for or seeing in the other is what we yearn to see or perhaps remember inside our own nature, our own being. I think most of us, if we're honest, we have this sense of almost an inner discontent. We don't quite know what it is that we feel we are missing, but we know this yearning for something that we can't quite grab a hold of. We may try and and fill this sense of discontent by getting into a relationship with someone or even filling that space with activity. Anything from overworking to overeating and most addictions tend to be a desire for this thing or feeling that the place of discontent resides in. I think after a while of self-exploration, be it on the spiritual journey, the mental health journey, or simply a healing journey for whatever reason. We come to a place in our lives when we know that what is out there is never going to fill this satiating desire for oneness, this desire for belonging, this desire for love. This desire is a sign that the heart is waking up to something deeper. Deeper than the superficial human love. Something that reminds us all of the place we came from before we entered into this human body. You may call it God. You may call it the universe, the divine, or simply life. Whatever fits your understanding. But most of us want this on some level, even if we don't realise we want this. When we are attached to other things to satiate this desire, like our lover, our job, our status in life, even our body, we miss the calling of our heart desiring more. The feeling of discontent with what is is the beginning. To see that what we have may not be satisfying us on a deeper level, we then need to be with this feeling, not fight it, not try and get rid of it, to allow it to take us deeper into our awakening process. We may no longer be satisfied with mere morsels at the dining table of life, viewing mountaintops via movies on television. We may no longer find shallow conversations or the status quo nearly as alluring anymore. We are wanting to break free and break convention and move away from the known, the certain and into the true adventure of life. We yearn for the spontaneity of the new, the uncertain, the unknown. 
Life is meant to be sometimes chaotic, sometimes peaceful, and definitely alive. Yet many of us have settled for comfort and what we think is forever, while not acknowledging the shifting carpet that life truly is. That sense of home we see or feel in another may no longer satisfy us. But the opposite may feel too scary, too overwhelming to move into. So we need to dance in this great divide to allow ourselves to feel shaky for a while. Let life drive us instead of us trying to drive life. Now as the author Bruce Lipton says, We are spiritual beings who need love as much as we need food. Survival of the most loving is the only ethic that will ensure not only a healthy personal life, but also a healthy planet. But love, when in relationships, can be tricky, can't it? When we were born, hopefully we experienced love. Some of us may not have, and that can cause us challenges in relationships until we begin to question our upbringing and learn to reparent who we are. How we experience love as children leaves an imprint, and that imprint influences how we experience love. We may believe that love is having someone that is there, always on our life journey. Someone who sticks around, who is there through the hard times and the good times. And this is a way to show love. But if we want to go one step further, we need to see love as more flexible. That when we are in a relationship with another, that sometimes that love is there. And sometimes that love is not. And that is okay. It is okay because once we have tapped into the unending love that is inside of us, that deeper soul love, whatever relationship we have with another, whether it comes or goes, will not negatively impact our essential nature. And how our parents loved us can really impact how we love and how we allow ourselves to be loved back. My parents, for example, loved in the only way that they knew how. My father loved through his presence. I always felt this deep acceptance from him until my teenage years when my transition into womanhood was problematic for him. He was not a big talker, but he was a good listener. And I always felt that sense of home with my dad, which is why when he died, it was such a long grieving process for me. He offered this unconditional love, and just always seemed to get me. My mother's love has been rather different, more conditional, based on what I can offer and give her in terms of time, attention and friendship. My mum, when I was a teenager, in answer to my issues I had with friends, would often say, don't worry about them, I'll be your friend which is not exactly what a teenager needs to hear as 
many a young woman will get, I think. So I carried this feeling that to be loved, I had to please others and I lost myself in the process. Because of my understanding of what I thought love was as a child, I carried this into my relationships, both romantic and friendships too. I was always looking for the unconditionally accepting man, expecting him to be there for me like my father was, for my mother, even if I was demanding and self-absorbed. I was looking for that love, that loving acceptance of home in those men I had a relationship with. Because I found females were more conditional and less loving in my eyes because I viewed them through my mother's way of loving me. I was, in my past, a demanding partner, expecting perfection from my partner, yet not accepting my own imperfections at all. Others may have had parenting that involved a mother or father who maybe loved you so much that it became more controlling and domineering. And so you may look for that type of person and dynamic in any future relationships. So basically an unquestioned past can mean our future relationships continue down a particular road of conditional or sometimes even toxic love. If your parents were controlling and possessive, you may misinterpret a controlling or possessive partner as loving and think that is love. Until you question this, you may marry or date narcissists and gaslighters until you stop in your tracks and see the reality of what is truly happening. This is why it's important to understand what love really is and to see if we are looking for love in all the wrong places. Sometimes people give us gifts and money as their form of love early on in life. So when we go into a relationship, we may refuse to give to that other person until they have given to us first. We learn to become the manipulator instead. And it's only through asking what love is, what we have lost or think we have lost in a relationship, that we can then dig deep and discover what real love is. When we are single, it is the perfect time to go on a love quest, to find out what our true needs are and where perhaps our definitions of love from the past may have impacted our previous relationships. If we can truly understand this, go within to discover the love we have been seeking within others, we may then go into the next relationship in a whole new way and perhaps even more healthy. But we must be prepared to be triggered still and instead of reacting in the same old ways to find new ways of seeing what the relationship is highlighting to us. So where are we not feeling loved? Where are you not loving? And why? What is stopping us and can we be with the periods in our relationships when it feels that love outside is not there? And then go within to the deep well of love inside our own heart. 
And what are the best ways to find that love inside? To feel home within? For me, it's being with my feelings. Hand on my chest. Acknowledging myself with loving kindness. The more we are able to sense this love inside, the more unconditional we can be with who we are. The more our relationships with others will change and transform. Now I hope that listening to this podcast can help you to discover your own sense of home. It's not an easy process. I think many of us would rather just look outside. That can feel easier, but in the long run it's not. So thanks for listening to this episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. If you have a question or topic you are struggling with and would like me to answer on an upcoming podcast episode, please get in touch. Your name will be confidential. Email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook via my page, Kelly Martin Speaks. And don't forget if you feel that others are passing you by and the not good enough voice is screaming loudly, pop by kellymartin.co.uk to find out all about my books, including book one, When Everyone Shines But You. And you can also support my channel via my podcast page on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk. You can do this via PayPal, or you can even buy me a coffee. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media. So search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.